This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the uh, Harbor One hotline from the NFL Network, from Baldy's Breakdowns, and he is an Odyssey uh, NFL insider, our guy Brian Baldinger Regresh and Fourier. Baldy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing good, man. Good to be with you. We're uh, we're hanging in there because there was the hope coming out of the Buffalo game, and then there was the reality of what happened against Miami. And and Baldy, you can look at it, narrow it down to, you know, a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there. Early on, it was the offense, and now it is kind of seeping into the defense a little bit. What, if anything in particular, jumped out to you defensively from New England against Miami last week? Well, I mean, they blew the coverage on Jalen Waddell's touchdown when it was 24-17. I don't know the Jones brothers out there. Uh, Jack Jones, he's a man coverage. Um, You know, they just blew the coverage. And so Jalen Waddell's wide open. You can't do that in man coverage like that from one side of the field to the other. And, you know, the first touchdown to – uh, to the cheetah, I mean, he just ran. He just ran right by J.C. Jackson. Just ran right by him. The safety who should have been over the top, you know, just got caught flat-footed. And you see what speed and play-action passes could do to you. So I, th- I thought, you know, those two plays, you know, really changed the game. And then, you know, I'm just watching him on offense, and I don't know. Like I've seen Jalen Rager since day one in this business. Like why he's even on anybody's roster, I don't know. But you're throwing to him on third down. You're throwing to him on third down in the end zone. I'm like, what? When has he ever won a route in the league? When? And he's on the roster and you're throwing to him. I'm like, is that how bad it is right now? Like, it just sort of caught me off guard here. Like, you're throwing to Jalen Rager? Well, listen, Baldy, I think it's actually going to get worse because you have Kendrick Bourne out for the season. Devontae Parker looks like he's in concussion protocol. So you're now your number one receiver, your number one threat is a six round pick out of Liberty in uh, yep. Demario Douglas. And then Demario after Douglas. that is. It's tight ends and maybe a back or two. And I, I think that's – would you say based on who they have right now, they have one of the worst, most inexperienced uh, uh, receiving weapons in the NFL? Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, Juju has been around, you know, a number of years. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass. He got his first touchdown catch of the season last week. Um, you're going to have to lean on him. I mean, Farrell Brown, you, you throw to him, but, I mean, he's been a blocking tight end his whole – time in this business right now like they're they're very very thin you know it's a shame what happened to Kenrick he was having a decent season but you know when you you know they, they need upgrades at those positions all you have to do is just watch you know the game last week and look at the other side and look what you're throwing to and what Mac Jones is throwing to what Tua is throwing to and then the mentality you know Miami just has a different mentality in large part because They've got game changers and a quarterback that they inherently trust and believe in. So on four, on three first half, fourth down plays, you know, at midfield or even in their own zone, they're going for it on fourth down. They, they could easily put that defense out there on the field and say, go play, you know, go play defense, punt it, 
pin them down inside the 10 and, and have that mentality. But that's not their mentality. The mentality is we're going to attack because we have game changers at wide receiver and we have a quarterback who's, you know, incredibly accurate. And so they went for it on fourth downs. Um, a lot of teams would be afraid to do that, but they're not. When you look at the, when you look at the game, that game overall, would you say that that loss has more to do with the defense's inability to to make stops and 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 you know prevent big plays than the offense's inability to move the ball? Well, I would say yes. I'd be a part of it. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, the Dolphins, you know they were three for three on fourth down. You know they had they ran twenty two more plays than the Patriots did. They had over ten minutes more of time of possession, which doesn't really mean anything if you're you know if you can counter that with big plays or you know big play offense. And the Patriots don't have that, so you just get worn down and you can't stay on the field. Like you know the Patriots aren't converting their third downs. You know third and four, you're completing the pass for three yards. You know and you're punting. So you know you. If you're going to try and play that game with Miami and keep those guys off the field, you know you've got to win. You've, you've got to win on third down. So you got to hold on to the ball and possess the ball and sustain drives. And um, what did I count? I count the, the Patriots had 11 drives. In nine of the 11 drives, they they had one first down or less. So you're not possessing the ball. You're not, you know, you're not uh, sustaining offense out there. And that's that's hard to do, especially when the other side has such firepower. Brian Baldinger of NFL Network, Odyssey NFL Insider Regression for you. He's with us, with us, excuse me, each and every Thursday at eleven twenty-five. Um, I'm going to ask you an open-ended question. Take it where you want. Maybe he didn't fit. I don't know what you think of this guy as a player, but why hasn't the Mike Gesicki fit worked here in New England? I know there's a lot going on. But it really feels like square peg, round hole right now with this particular player. Well, I mean, he can't block his shadow, so that's a problem. So now he's he's your slot receiver, basically a flex flex receiver at best, and he's a limited route runner. I mean, Miami, like they said, we'll we'll just play Durham Smythe. We don't care how high Durham Smythe can jump or how fast he can run because Gasicki could do those things. But, you know, he's just not much of a football player. That's why Miami didn't throw to him in the red zone. And you would think a guy at 6'6 that can jump out of a building, you know, he should be a red zone threat. But, you know, he's not a very good route runner. And, you know, he's not very strong. And so he's just a limited player. And so Miami didn't have any problem giving up on him. Um, you know, he's a talented. He's got talent. He's got talent. I mean, he's a Jersey kid and he was an all-world volleyball player, but it hasn't really transferred. It didn't really transfer at Penn State. It didn't transfer in Miami. It's not transferring right out of the Patriots. So the the Josh McDaniels firing, uh, okay, a couple questions, a two-parter. One, mm-hmm. how surprised are you that that happened as quickly as it happened? And do you have any inside information on how it happened? Um, and two, do you think, and do you, think uh, you know, he's going to return to the Patriots? They seem to always go back to the nest where they came from, so it wouldn't surprise me if he went back. Um, and, you know, I, Billy O'Brien has that role right now. I, I, I don't know, um, you know, how that's going. But I wouldn't surprise me if he went back. Uh, but it didn't surprise me, honestly. Like, there they are in Detroit on Monday night, national TV, and the quarterback is completely regressed. 
And they do things that don't make much sense on offense. I mean, they had the leading rusher from a year ago in Josh Jacobs. They're now the worst rushing team in all of football. I don't know how that happened. And so then you look on the other side and you go, like the, the Raiders are supposed to be what the Lions are. They're supposed to be this team that just is improving. They're well-coached. They develop young players. Uh, those young players all are on the field, all making plays. You can look at any position, whether it's the running back or whether it's Hutchinson or Branch. Or just pick a player. they got good young players that they've drafted and they've developed. And I'm sure Mark Davis is looking at his team going, I don't see any development. I don't see good draft picks. You know, I see Tyree Wilson. He can't get off a block. I see tight ends putting him on his back. That's the sixth pick in the draft. Aiden Hutchinson is changing the game every week. So I'm, I'm sure Mark is looking at that at Ford Field going, wait a second, we're supposed to be what the Lions are. And all we're doing is going backwards. So it didn't surprise me to see them just clean it all out. And I don't know where they're going to go from here because, you know, that was Josh's hand-picked quarterback. They let Derek Carr go and sent him packing before the season started or ended last year. And they went out and got Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's the worst football he's ever played. So, you know, it just has not worked out, and I don't think it's going to get any better uh, with Aiden O'Connell or, you know, Antonio Pierce. Like, it's just a, a bad-looking roster. Uh, when you uh, think about a guy like a McDaniels, like like Belichick has been able to overcome not being a player in the NFL. McDaniels goes out, and Antonio Pierce sat in that role, and it was like, uh, I was a player. I'm going to connect with these guys. All that kind of stuff is that overrated, Baldy? Like, what? What is the? Is there a real law of diminishing returns in having a guy on the sideline that did play nowadays, or does is that matter to players anymore in the modern game? Well, Mike McDaniel, do you think he was a player? Oh I mean, God, no. Like Andy <laughs> Reid wasn't. A, Andy Reid was a kicker. You know, I mean, Andy Reid's won more games over the last, you know, 20 years and outside of Bill than anybody. Um, I don't know. What kind of player was Pete Carroll? Like, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It has to do with, you know, being smart and developing players and building a culture and, you know, when things aren't working, being able to tinker and fix things. I mean, Andy Reid could put, you know, a Model T Ford engine, he could take it apart and put it back together. The guy is a born tinkerer. That's what he does. You, he scored a touchdown against Denver last week, but he'll score touchdowns this week against Miami. He'll tinker and fix things. That's what coaches have to do. And uh, Josh has not been able to do it. I don't know if he connects with players. I know they weren't happy in Las Vegas. They weren't happy in Denver when he was there. So, you know, Tom Brady made a lot of people look awfully good, you know, in New England for a long time. Baldy, um, the Patriots are going to get the Washington Commanders this week, and the Commanders traded away both of their pass-rushing defensive ends. So to your trained eye, I know they got Jonathan Allen in the middle. What is left on this Washington defense, in your opinion, and did they kind of rip the heart out of that group in trading away Sweat and Young? They did. But, you know, even with Sweat and Young, Montez Sweat is an excellent player. Chase Young has got to get better. And I think maybe in San Francisco, new beginnings, I think you'll see some of his talent flourish. But I, don't know, I wouldn't have traded Montez Sweat. They got Deron Payne there. He's a $100 million defensive tackle. But I think, you know, they weren't, they weren't winning anything with those guys. I mean, everybody talked about four first-round picks on the defense line. 
They weren't changing the game. They, you know, the Eagles put up 38 points last week. They weren't changing the game when they played. So I think Washington's like, we'll take a second or third round pick and some change, and we got to rebuild an offensive line. Maybe we need a new quarterback. You know, let, let's, let's build this thing a different way. And I think that's what Washington is looking to do right now. Uh, Baldy, thanks for the time, friend. We appreciate it. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. You can also see him on the NFL Network as well. Good chat, friend. Thanks a bunch. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. You got it, guys. Take care, man. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.